second try doing this <laughs> as always i'm your host Ramiz. i'm joined by dylan how's it going Ramiz? it's going pretty good <laughs> big day big week yeah um this episode's a little bit late because you were kind of slack yeah i'm blaming you entirely yeah no, that's fair <laughs> um but yeah we are bringing you our western conference first round recap and second round preview obviously we did the east last week because the east was very very far in front of the west yes. in terms of how quickly the series ended um but before we jump into i guess everything that happened with the west we got some big news today mm. um, with Nikola Jokic being officially crowned the MVP. Uh, first player in the second round to ever be crowned the MVP. Lowest draft pick ever. MVP. Third European ever. Sixth international player ever. Wow. Lot of, lot of like, kind of records there. Kind of, yeah, exactly. Oh, I guess lowest draft is a record. Lowest sure. draft is a record. And second yeah. round even at this point. Yeah. yeah. I mean... Second round isn't that much of a record because Moses Malone, who was undrafted. Well, of the common draft era, I think that's what yeah. they call it, yeah. I well, don't know what that means. I but think that I think back then they just had more rounds. That's right. They yeah. had like 12 rounds. Yeah, or yeah. And pe- like celebrities were getting picked in like the 12th round. So. Yeah, because there was only like eight picks per round or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So it was just a lot more rounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but here's the kind of full voting, because it's, it's kind of interesting. So, Jokic ended up with 91 first-place votes, 8 second and 1 third-place vote. Uh, Joel Embiid, only one first-place vote, but he got second place from 62 second-place votes, 23 third-place votes, 8 fourth-place votes, and 3 fifth-place votes. Right. Steph actually had the second-most first-place votes with 5, but only had 23 second, 32 third, 23 fourth, and 13 fifth. Uh, Giannis was fourth with a first-place vote, 5 second. 34 third, 41 fourth, and 10 fifth. Right. Chris Paul had the third most first place votes with two, two second, eight third, 13 fourth, and 26 fifth, meaning a lot of people left Chris Paul off their balance entirely. Interesting. Uh, Luca was sixth, right. Damian Lillard seventh, but the weird one is Derek Rose, eighth. Let's go. With <laughs> one first place vote, and that's it. Shout out to the fans. The fan <laughs> vote got Derek Rose. 10 points in the MVP race. Let's go. Putting him at 8th above Rudy Gobert, Russell Westbrook, Ben Simmons, James Harden, LeBron James, and Kawhi Leonard. I'm fine with it. Kawhi <laughs> Leonard was my sneaky, like... Oh, yeah, actually. Only one fifth place vote. That's all he got. It, that is interesting, actually. Yeah, I, I like, thought he would get a bit more. I feel like we would have seen a few more diehards throw Kawhi in the, their third or fourth or fifth. Maybe. I think it happened because he slipped to fourth. If the Clippers stayed third, right. they would have... I think he would have gotten a few more. Right. But, like, yeah. And he'd still missed a fair few games, too. Mm. I'm surprised by how few Harden got as well. Obviously, like, there's the debate that he's not the best player on his own team. But right. I think he was their most valuable player this season. Uh, Yeah, I mean, largely because him and Durant never really played together the regular season. So, I guess there's that. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. There was a lot of reasons not to vote Harden, I guess. Yeah. I mean, the Nets were just better mm. with him than that they were with either Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant. And sometimes both. They right. were better with just James Harden, but yeah. Um, and in terms of another award, we got uh, Tom Thibodeau uh, voted as Coach of the Year. I don't know the full voting on that one. No, not super important. It was good, good vote. Yeah, right? good vote, good, sure. Good award. Um, yeah, I would have had Doc Rivers, obviously. You had Snyder. Mm. Um, I'm sure they were up there. Uh, Monty Williams was also up there, I'm pretty sure. Was Monty Williams second or Snyder second? Uh, I think Snyder might have been second, then mm. Monty. But um, those were the sort of three guys... Well, Four, including Rivers, for me. Um, well, actually, now I'm curious. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I didn't expect Tom to win it. He was sort of my 
third feel-good vote, but apparently a lot of people thought he was worthwhile, which he was. He definitely played it, had a big impact on how good the Knicks were in the regular season. Yeah. All right, here's the full voting. So Tibbs... Hang on, opening Twitter. It's coming. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Tibbs was first with 43 first place, 42 second place, and 10 third place. Uh, Monty Williams was actually second, uh, only 11 points behind. Um, uh, only 11 points behind Tibbs, and he actually had more first place votes, um, but he had fewer second and more third. Uh, Quinn Snyder was third, Doc Rivers was fourth, uh, Nate, M- Nate McMillan was fifth, Steve Nash was sixth, and then Michael Malone was seventh. Uh, pretty good group. <laughs> I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, those are all names that should be there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, in that order, more or less. More or less, yeah. Because uh, Monty won the coaches Coach of the Year I award, believe right? so, yeah. yeah. Earlier in the season. Yeah, and he did end up with the fir- most first-place votes, so really, had he had a couple of those third-place votes ended up in second place instead, he would have actually won the award, like, four or five of them. Right. Um, But yeah, so there's the voting there. Uh, Not all good news for, for coaches. coaches. No. <laughs> no. Uh, with Terry Stotts, Mutually parting ways. Right. Yeah, very mutual. Very mutual. Very. <laughs> I'm sure Terry doesn't want a job at all. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah parting way with the Blazers. Uh, makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. It's about that time. It is about that it's time. It's probably been that time for maybe two seasons. Yeah, but. Um, Yeah. so they're, they're still looking at replacements. Uh, Damian Lillard wanted Jason Kidd to take the role. Jason Kidd apparently has no interest in... That role, which yeah. is interesting to me, he doesn't mm. want a head coaching job. I was or say, maybe he took he took took his own name out of that running. He did, um, yeah, in an interview. So I wonder if that's not the job for him, or he doesn't want to be a head coach. Yeah, maybe, mm. maybe. Um, yeah. So Demi will will have a lot of say on who their next head coach is. Right. Um, obviously after their first round loss, which will which we will get to. I don't. Did we end up talking about the Celtics? We did in the East. Didn't we did. We? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I. Why do I feel like there was another coach fired now? Right? I see. <laughs> I thought it was Steve Clifford. Was Steve Clifford fired? Steve Clifford. NBA coach firings. On Actually, do you know what? No, no, that did happen. Yes. Steve Clifford? Yep. Okay. And Steve Clifford. For all those Magic fans out there. Right. Um, interesting who they were replacing with. Because... I guess I would like to see Chauncey Billups get a shot. I somewhere. think Chauncey Billups is the right choice for. The yeah, magic. I mean, first time head coaching job. Group of young guys that, you know, probably need coaching. So m- maybe there's a bit of scare there. But throw a first guy, first head coaching job in with a guy, uh, with a team that isn't looking to do a lot of winning next season. Yeah. Um, seems like a decent fit. Yeah, you know that Chauncey Billups very likely won't be the coach that you have. Once you're competing for a championship, right? But he is going to be the right guy to bring in and help develop guys like RJ Hampton in particular. That's going yep. to be really good for like their young guards and all these young yeah. guys. They need just like a former player and a really like solid uh, floor general yep. um, in his time in the league to kind of take yeah. over as head coach. Then they go for an analytics guy, a numbers guy, right. an X of the nose guy. Yeah, a few years down the line. Yeah, that, that makes sense actually. Having a former player there is probably good for those guys. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, oh, also. Uh, apparently, the Pacers are playing the field whilst also still having a head coach. Um, apparently, if they see someone they'll like, they might fire Bjorkren, which probably should happen anyway. Oh, yeah, I forgot Bjorkren hadn't been fired. Yeah, no, he's still there. <laughs> That's still happening. <laughs> no, fire him, please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Actually, get would you rather Jason Kidd? <laughs> Over Bjorkren? Yeah. I mean, 
is he going to start fights? Is, <laughs> is my team going to turn against me if I hire kid? Because if not, then absolutely I'd rather sure, have kid. Sure, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't know. It just seems like that whole situation with Nate Bjorkren there in Indiana is not long-term. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. it seems very toxic. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get to the recap, though. So the first round, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just go in order from the f- first seed down to the fourth seed. Um, and then match up. So, the first series was Jazz Grizzlies. And as for the keys to the series, you and I have the same opinion. Yeah. Jazz are just a better team. Jazz were just a better team. Like, overall, they just were better offensively, they were better defensively, and therefore they won the basketball games. That is an, a succinct analysis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, the... Sorry, the Jazz took this in five. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were just better than the Grizzlies. But by no means was that... Is that any slander to the Grizzlies? I thought they put up a hell of a fight. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, like, the games were competitive. Yeah. At least most of Except for game five. Um, and then, you know, Jar and Dylan Brooks had an awesome series together. Mm. I think Brooks averaged, like, 25 for the series or Did something. He? I didn't know that. Jar put up over 30. Mm. Um, dropped 47 in game two. Um, and then Mitchell came back in game two and averaged 30 for the series, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Thereabouts. Um, yeah, it was a lot of... Big performances, but in the end, the Jazz are just a better all-round team. So Yeah, the only one thing that really surprised me about that series is how much Gobert struggled with Valanciunas. Like, I know yeah. Valanciunas is a very good player. Mm. Um, he's maybe, like, sixth or seventh best center in the league. Once you get, like, after you go to the All-Stars, <laughs> yeah. you're kind of looking at, like, who's the best non-All-Star center. In terms probably of the best of the rest. Yeah, he's probably up there. Valanciunas, sure. probably yep. up there, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it was surprising to me how much Rudy Gobert struggled. Um, I mean, he's a... Huge guy, Valanciunas, and you know, obviously Gobert's tall, but he's not as built as uh, Valanciunas. So I guess yeah, that's but that should be Gobert's kind of like thing, because he's not exactly a perimeter defender either. No, not at all. Um, are you t- uh, are you talking about in terms of Valanciunas scoring? Yeah. Oh, okay, interesting. And yeah. rebounding, he. Yeah, I mean, did really well on the boards. Yeah, big battle of the boards there, and Gobert got in foul trouble. Um, a bit, especially yeah. in game one. I think that sort of continued throughout the series. So, yeah, Valanciunas is definitely a good player and. Should be a piece for this Grizzlies team going forward. He's a bit older than the rest of them. He is. Yeah. He yeah. He's maybe not their core, but like, he is a trade piece now. He's mm. definitely a guy that you could get a young guy for on definitely. from like a good team. Definitely. Uh, I don't know what that would be, but yeah. I mean, I don't really know what else to say about this series. No, it was. <laughs> there's not a whole lot to say. Um, after game one, it sort of played out how we thought it would. Yeah. Do we have a sweep for this in our predictions? I had five, and so did you. I'm I pretty think sure. I had five. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Yeah, no, I think we just both expected Jar to have, like, a big game, and yeah. that ended up more or less being game one. Obviously, there was no Donovan Mitchell in that first game, yep. uh, which is probably the reason they won. Probably. Because, yeah, after that, it, like, they were down, the Jazz were down in game two for a little while, and then they were just like, oh, we're the Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's uh, let's uh, do the winning thing. That's yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, good fight to the Grizzlies. I expect to see them back in the playoffs next year, maybe even a slightly higher seed. Um, I hope so. And maybe an even more competitive series. I might watch them a bit more next year too, actually. Yeah. Yeah, this was not a series we loved watching. No. <laughs> um, now, next series here was Suns and Lakers, and I'll let you start us off This here. was worth watching. Yeah. Um, this was this was a really up-and-down series in terms of health for both teams. It started yeah. out pretty poorly for the Suns, with Chris Paul going down with a shoulder injury um, in Game 1, and, th- and that lingered for Games 2 and 3. Yeah. Um, but then, for the Lakers in Game 3, it all sort of turned. AD got injured. Um, LeBron seemed... He didn't get outright injured, but he didn't seem particularly spry. Uh, KCP got injured. Um, 
But all in all, it seemed like once the Lakers got injured, uh, the Suns smelt the blood in the water and they absolutely attacked. Especially yeah. with AD out. Um, they made the most of that. They got Aiton going, Booker got going uh, during the second half of the series. Um, Chris Paul came back and was still effective. Cameron Payne. Mm, campaign. A, campaign, what a man. <laughs> Campaign's on a campaign to get this dub because, oh my goodness, he was awesome. Um, there was just lots to like about the Suns team against the Lakers. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, like and like you said, they just attacked their injuries. Um, right. When when AD was out there, they went after him defensively, which is interesting because mm. um, obviously his groin injury really... Uh, affected his mobility so yeah they attacked him defensively yep. once he went out LeBron had to carry all the offensive load just because a lot of the Lakers guys weren't hitting shots you kind of wanted oh. KCP and um, especially Schroeder Schroeder was KCP, awful KCP, Schroeder, Kuzma you wanted those guys to be hitting shots and they just yeah. weren't so the Suns were able to just collapse on every single drive and like l- fully healthy LeBron will be able to break through those drives be able to break through the walls mm. they set he just wasn't like no. he, he wasn't attacking as much just because he was obviously partially hurt and he's getting up there in age Yeah. Um. And I'm sure, like, Aiton would have made it very physical for him inside, so it wasn't it wasn't a good idea for him to drive inside. But then when he kicked out to shooters, no one's hitting them, so no. not a lot you can do when you're the Lakers there. No, the offense just collapsed um, once AD was gone. But, yeah, just very impressive defense from the Suns. Um, like, Aiton was awesome in sort of when LeBron was tacking downhill. Um, Aiton was awesome at altering shots and getting in his way and not fouling and stuff yeah. like that. Um. Like, Jay Crowder was awesome. Cal Bridges was hitting shots, hitting big shots, and um, playing really excellent defense. Um, it was just a really good second half of the series for the Suns, I felt like. Yeah. They really turned it on. This series felt really bad once um, the Lakers burned their challenge in the first five seconds <laughs> of Game 5, I think. And it was tough. <laughs> lost said challenge. Yeah. <laughs> what a way to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't contemplate teams using it before the last five minutes of the fourth, let alone in the first five seconds of mm-hmm. the game. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> good job, Frank. <laughs> good job, Frank. Um, I doubt he's on any kind of hot seat. I think they just want mm. these guys to be healthy. But um, one thing Charles Barkley was saying quite a bit was there's there's something deeper wrong with Anthony Davis. He is very young, and he's too young to be picking up all these injuries all the time. Right. He's like, there might be something wrong with this training and the way he's being conditioned. I mean... I wouldn't be I wouldn't surprised. Be We've seen this throughout his whole career. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. You're right. Maybe he just isn't getting the right attention for his body. Mm. Um, hopefully, they address that in the offseason. Which is, but like, what makes me think that's weird is because he's been on two different organizations and it's the same thing. Right. Um, so maybe it's his personal trainer or something I don't like know. that. Yeah. Um, I wonder if it's. Uh, this is purely speculative. I have no idea. I wonder if it's like family or something that's taking after him and he's sort of don't know. having a hard time getting away from that. Um, but yeah, I mean, clearly something needs to change. Yeah. I mean, obviously they went to the finals last year. They won the finals last mm-hmm. year. So they had the short and off season. Um, and that seemed to affect the whole Lakers team more or less. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, you're right. This isn't the first time we've seen injury riddled season from AD. Yeah. No. And he's so... He's so young to be having these seasons. Yeah. Which is concerning. Definitely. I mean, and early on in his career, it seemed like this was happening because he was a bit thin Mm. and a bit just sort of like fragile, but he's definitely packed on the weight now and the muscle, but he's still, these things are still happening. So yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they can address that. Yeah. Uh, Anything else you want to add to that series? Um, Shout out campaign. Shout out campaign. Awesome. <laughs> All right, let's get to the Nugs Blazers series, and I'll start us off here. Uh, game one, great. Game two was the most painful game of basketball I've ever watched. 
Really? Then I'll get to one and it hurt. Like, it was so bad. <laughs> just every... Oh, there was calls. I think there was like 50 fouls called that game. Oh, that's right. I remember this game now. Yeah. Um, did I... I don't think I watched this no, one. No, yeah, you, you escaped you to- it. Yeah. yeah, you told me not to come out. <laughs> yeah, that sounds tough. Was that the... The Nuggets got the win, right? The Nuggets got the win that game, yeah. <laughs> it was that. just <laughs> awful, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, what this series really came down to was Jokic and Dame, Damian Lillard were both I- insanely good. Like, I don't know if you would call their matchup a wash because they do different things. Right. Like, obviously, Jokic is more of a playmaker. Damian Lillard was just... A scorer. A scorer. <laughs> He's a bad man. He's a bad man. <laughs> <laughs> but the difference was MPJ stepped up. CJ didn't. Like, MPJ mm. had one or two not-so-great games, but most of the games that the Nuggets lost. When MPJ right. was on and he was scoring, yeah. the Nuggets were winning those games. And CJ McCollum is just an empty kind of stats guy. Um, and I've never really realized that as much before the series. He gave you 20 every game, yep. pretty much, but those 20 felt pretty empty, and they were not efficient. No, they weren't efficient. I was going to say, CJ actually ended up uh, averaging more for the series than Mike did, but... Had you had told me that, I wouldn't have believed it because it felt like Mike was doing things out there mm. offensively that helped the Nuggets. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think ultimately it was just because Jokic is too good. Yeah, like he's really good at basketball. Yeah. He's <laughs> he does it good. Um, I and like in the head-to-head of Dame and Jokic that it kind of ended up being. Um, I think Jokic won that. Overall, obviously, but also the rest of the Nuggets did, they did step up. Yeah. No, it's so hard for me to say that Jokic won that, because look at what Damian Lillard did. 55 on the most ridiculous shot making I've ever seen in a basketball game. It was just stupid what he was hitting. The (laughs) step back to send it to double overtime was ridiculous of MPJ. It was nuts. Yeah. I mean, it was 24 shots. I think that game, he took three more shots than CJ McCollum and scored like 30 more points. Yeah. I mean... It was what was he twelve for seventeen from three yeah. that game? Yeah, just it's absurd. Oh, Austin Rivers was thanking God when he first missed. Yeah, like, did you see that clip? Legitimately, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was praying, um, and that's all you could do against him, really, that game. But yeah, no. What that says to me is like, it was. Oh, it's obviously not David Lillard's fault that no. it, it was the rest of the Blazers just not stepping up. I mean. I think one of the biggest things, the biggest factor in this series was actually just Nurk getting into foul trouble. The set, right. uh, they just don't have a viable backup center. Mm. Jokic would get Nurkic into foul trouble. They'd put Ennis Kanter out there. Jokic would cook Ennis Kanter like it was nobody's business. And then eventually they stopped playing him and putting Robert Covington on Jokic. Yeah. And we saw how that ended, I think, at the end of like game five, I want to say, where he just grabbed the rebound over Robert Covington yeah. and put it back <laughs> in and they just won the game. Yeah. <laughs> That was that. That was the Dame game, wasn't it? Was that the Dame game? I mean, Dame had two really big games. Game five was the fifty-five, wasn't it? It might have been game four or three. Though. I don't think it was that game. With I don't think that's how they won it. Okay, right. Um, I don't remember which game it was, but yeah, Monte Morris was not doing great from the free throw line. The the Nuggets were up pretty big, but the the Blazers just kept hitting threes. They hit like five or six straight threes at yeah. the end to keep it close. Actually, I remember that. Yeah. Um, Mar- Monte Morris missed both his last two free throws. Had the Blazers got that rebound, they might have won that game. Yeah. But Robert Covington was trying to box Jokic out. Jokic yeah. just grabbed it from over him and put it back in. <laughs> yeah, um, they just didn't have the... And like even when Nurkic was out there, Jokic was still cooking him. Um, he was cooking everyone in front of him. It wasn't even really a, a fair matchup, no matter who they threw out there. But um, definitely having Nurkic foul trouble didn't help. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be... Bring just back to Hassan Whiteside? <laughs> oh no 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 <laughs> um 
Yeah, it'll be interesting what to see what they do, though, in the off-season, the Blazers. Um, a lot of questions with that team now. Mm. Yeah, yeah Nurk saying he's not particularly happy with the situation that he's currently in. Right. Um, CJ has to it go. It has to be time for McCollum. At the very least, he's got to the deadline. Yeah, he has to go. It's 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 not that he's a bad player. It's just him and Demi Lillard together. That's just not a defensive backcourt. You need a defender with you there. Yeah. I mean... They've done the first right move, which is change the coach up. Mm-hmm. Um, if that doesn't work, it's going to be McCollum fairly quickly, I Very imagine. Very quickly, yeah. Um, if, we even had some doubt out there whether Dame wanted to stick around. Like, teams are monitoring that now. Mm. Monitoring that now. I think he's going to stay around. I though. think he's going to stay around. He seems like that kind of guy. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be a lot of changes coming pretty quickly, I think. Yeah, but as you and I were watching, I think Game 6 of Lakers Suns, we were talking about trade packages for McCollum, and I really don't see a lot. There's not a lot we could find that sort of... Make any sense. Teams would be interested in, all the Blazers would think, oh, this is better than having McCollum. Yeah. Very interesting. Tough series for Dame and the Blazers. First time in modern Nuggets history that they've won a game in le- and won a series in less than seven games, so yeah. that's a good sign. That's, that's helpful. Um, and let's get to the final series, which is the Mavs and the Clippers. And this one was a roller coaster. This was this played with my emotions. Um, yeah, <laughs> this was by far the best series in the first round. Um, had some high highs for players and some low lows for others. Mm-hmm. Um, tingers, tingers. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, I don't know. Ultimately, for this series, it was just. Kawhi's a bad man. Kawhi's a bad man. He's the baddest <laughs> motherfucker on the court a lot of the time, especially <laughs> in the fourth quarter. I saw a stat today because uh, Clippers Jazz game one was today. Mm-hmm. Um, in the fourth quarters of the games that the Clippers won in that first series, Kawhi was perfect from the field. Wow. And the free throw line. He didn't miss a shot. In four in games. The, in the four games in the fourth quarter. Wow. Of the he was like 13 <laughs> for 13 or something. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah wow. He was he's just money, especially in that game seven. Oh my goodness. Oh, from what that a mid range. What a clinic that was. From anywhere. Even the threes would yeah. just pull up automatic. Um nothing the Mavs did for those last two games stopped him. Uh, no matter who they threw out there, what yeah. schemes they ran. They went super big, which seemed effective to start games, but slowly just gave up more threes to the mm-hmm. Clippers in the fourth. Um But then again, Luca was on on something else. <laughs> yeah, he was doing everything he could to really keep them in that series. Obviously, Tingus Pingus, as it, Christos Porzingis, was not hitting his shots every game. He had, I'd say, two good games. Yeah. Maybe game, three. Game two was good. I can't think of any others. Game seven was all right. He was okay in game seven. He seven. was okay in game seven, sure. Um, Tim Hardaway was probably their second best player. Yeah. It's the Tim Hardaway trade. It's not the Christos Porzingis trade. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Who else? Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith was alright at times, but then he also had some bad moments. Yeah, Dwight Powell showed some flashes in limited minutes. Yeah, Dwight Powell's the GOAT, according to our housemate. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jalen Brunson was good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm giving them some punch off the bench. Josh Richardson Richardson was... Oh, he hit free throws. Yeah, he hit the free throws. That's good. He hit some big free throws, actually. Maxi was kind of bad. Maxi was terrible. Yeah. He couldn't hit anything, especially in Game 7. Yeah. I don't think he hit a shot in Game 7. That sounds about right. And yeah. then Bobby was almost their savior for a little while there. He, yeah. <laughs> he really was kind of taking care of his skill, the interior. His skill of being big is very helpful against it's the Clippers skill, team yeah. that starts, take your pick, Kawhi, Batum, or Morris at center. Whichever one of those you want to put there, that's who's their center. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, props to a lot of the Clippers guys as well. Paul George did mm. not fall apart as no. I kind of expected him to. Uh, 
the guards as much as I hate them. Were, they oh. were pretty good. Reggie Jackson was really good. Reggie Jackson was on one. Yeah. Oh my goodness. What did he put up? 20 in game six or something? Sounds about right. Maybe <laughs> close to that in game seven. He was just hitting absolute bombs, heartbreakers. Mm. Um, yeah, end of, like, end of shot clock threes that are like, yes, this is 22 seconds of excellent defense. And then Reggie Jackson just yeah. yeets in a three from 35 feet or whatever. Luke Kennard in the games he played, he had some moments. He had some moments. Um, spoilers he looked pretty good today as well mm, yeah the the Clippers just kind of I mean it it came down to Kawhi being the best player on the court but the Clippers yeah. just outplayed them but one thing I want to mention that really annoyed me is why at the end of games Luka kept going for layups yeah actual shoot a three shoot a three what are you trying to how, do how do you intend to make up an eight point deficit in a minute if you're taking twos yeah like not even that just like just like you know times where they just chuck threes because they're down nine with 30 seconds left? Yeah. Like, the game's over. He's still going for layups. Just, like, just what throw them up. Just, what are you doing? It's like, either shoot a three or just give up. I think Carlisle even talked to him about it at the end of game seven. Um, I could sort of... Because s- that's what he was doing at the end of game Yeah, game. yeah. I just sort of... I s- that's what I saw Carlisle... They sort of had an exchange while the game was still going on. Was after a little yeah. layup. Um, yeah. It's like, you're not bringing your team any closer. No. You're, uh, time's just burning off the clock. Yeah, yeah, no. You need to be shooting threes. Like, yeah. I mean... In your best case scenario, you get a Tracy McGrady moment. You do what the Blazers almost did to the Nuggets, where mm. they almost choked the game um, by the Blazers, just hitting like six threes to end the game. Yep. I mean, going for layups doesn't bring you any closer when you're fouling on the other end. Yeah. I will say Luca needs to. Luca needs to be a bit more of a leader mm-hmm. in these games. He's. I don't know. He's. He seems to. I don't think he's arguing with the ref helps anything. No. I don't think his body language is particularly good after the Clippers go on a bit of a run mm-hmm. or they enter a bit of a slump. He seems to drop his shoulders and just sort of throw his hands up a little bit going into timeouts and stuff like that, yeah. which just isn't good for team morale. Um, also, I think he kind of threw the game away in the third quarter of Game 7. I think the lead that the Clippers built... I like. Did you watch that game? I watched... Oh, yeah, sorry, you watched the second half, right? I watched the second half. I w- right. also it, was watched it was early morning, wasn't it? Yeah, I also watched the second half. I thought, I don't know about you, the Clippers lead going into the fourth quarter, the game was over for me. I did not think the Mavs were coming back from that lead. Yeah, no. It was only like 15 or something. I, th- I thought the game was over. I could have turned it off right there and been confident yeah. that the Clippers were going to win. I think I, I did know. end up turning it off a little bit before it ended, maybe. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Clip, like, Luca, like, when they put Kawhi on Luca, the series changed. Yeah. And they doubled him immediately out of pick and rolls to get the ball out of his hands quickly. Yeah. Everything changed because the Mavs offense just fell apart. Yeah. Um, they had Bobby at the free throw line trying to make decisions for their offense, which is Not tough. Not good. No. no. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, Luca's young. Mm. Give him a break. Um, Definitely. He'll be back next year. But, yeah, no, uh, this could be – it's not a rivalry if one team wins twice. Right. That is true. <laughs> that is true, but – I don't know. I hope we get it. Do, do I hope we get it again? I kind of hope we don't, actually. I don't want it. No, again. I want to see the Luca against someone else. I want to see, like, Mavs Suns next year or something. Like oh, that. my goodness. I wanted Mavs Suns now. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted Mavs Suns in the conference finals. That would have been <laughs> sick. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, let's rank the series from best to worst year. Mm. We actually disagree on a few of these here. Mm. Um, I did ultimately go Nuggets Blazers number one just because some of those games were so good. Damian Lillard is just so fun to watch. Yeah. And then. You know, Jokic does his thing, the Austin Rivers game. Oh, yeah. Was that game one or two? Game two? Four. What? It, was, it wasn't It was okay. game one or two, I don't think, but he had a game where he just, like, he, he put everything. the game away. Yeah. Austin Rivers. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I missed a bit of that series, actually. I, yeah. I must have had 
uni stuff on, but um, my number one was Mavs Clippers. Mm. Um, just because of the singular performances from Luca, especially to start games. Like, there was two or three games there where he just hit four threes in the first quarter and had 20 in the first quarter. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, Kawhi doing Kawhi stuff. And I don't know, that was just a fun series to watch, especially it going to seven was pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, I have Mavs Clippers number two here. Not that it wasn't fun, it, it was, but it it depressed me that the Mavs yeah, lost. That is true. Because we were so <laughs> close to like a full next generation, next generation second round, and yeah. now the Clippers might have a good chance of coming out of the West. Like the West yeah. is wide open. Uh, right now, it definitely is. Uh, my second one was Suns Lakers because I liked watching the Suns be that <laughs> yeah. next up team and having a lot of young guys and them taking down LeBron ultimately. Yeah, that was exciting to see. Yeah. Uh, third for me was Suns Lakers because the Lakers just weren't fun to watch. It's Fair. like one team was enjoyable to watch, one team was just getting beat down. Yeah, which is weird because it's Le- LeBron's team. But yeah, no. Um, at least Nuggets places both teams were fun. Mavs Clippers both teams were fun. Yeah, ish. I mean, the Clippers aren't exactly the most fun team to watch, but no. it was obviously a lot more competitive. Yeah. Um, I had Nuggets Blazers third. Um, I don't know. I just didn't catch a whole lot of this series, but obviously the singular performances were amazing. Yeah. Like Dame and Jokic were incredible. Yeah. And then we both have Jazz Grizzlies last. It yeah. was just it was just a series. <laughs> I wish I watched that game too. I think it was on I when did. I, at a time I could have watched it. I wanted to watch Jar go for forty. Was it forty seven? It was forty seven. Wasn't in game two. Uh, what Wait, rec- did I watch game two? Maybe I didn't. What record did that set? Youngest. To score 40? I don't know. What was it? I can't remember now. Or, oh, didn't he... S- he set the record for m- most points in the first three games of the play- the playoff career, right? I have no idea. First three playoff games. I'm pretty sure that's a stat. I haven't seen that stat. Yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, no. It, it just wasn't that fun to watch. Like, obviously, the Grizzlies were competitive, but you always knew that the Jazz were eventually going to pull away. Or it was pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, the Jazz would eventually pull away. Yeah. All right, uh, now let's get to previewing the second round here um, mm. with our Keesler series. So, first series here is Jazz Clippers. Dylan, what's your key for the Jazz? Uh, the Jazz have to get the ball out of Kawhi's hands because if Kawhi's got the ball, he's going to make points happen, yep. and they can't afford that. Um, they need Paul George, and pray to God that Reggie Jackson has calmed down a little bit and stuff like that. Marcus Morris doesn't hit. Bunch of threes. Luke Kennard had a good game, though. Luke Kennard did have so a good yeah, game. So, game one has happened for both teams. Yeah, we've got a bit of a preview of this one. <laughs> um, yeah, ultimately, they just need to get the ball out of Kawhi's hands, which they actually did today. He mm. didn't go off for anything crazy. I think he had somewhere in the 20s, probably low yeah. 20s, I think. Um, they need to make that a priority. Just don't let Kawhi beat them, because they don't really have a great one-on-one matchup for Kawhi. No, no, yeah. they definitely don't. I mean, who were they secured? Uh, they had Royce O'Neal on him today. Right, yeah, yeah. I wasn't able to watch much of the game. I was at I was at uni. Yeah. But, um... For me, the the key to the Jazz is they need to be big in the way the Mavs couldn't. The Mavs didn't take advantage of their size because Dingus Fingers plays like a shooting guard. Yep. Um, the Jazz have Rudy Gobert, and Rudy Gobert got the game-winning block um, at the end of game one, actually. So they need to just take advantage of their size, obviously take the ball out of Kawhi's hands, but like just bully inside a little bit more than uh, the Mavs did just because they weren't attacking inside. That series came down to shooting, and obviously so will this game. Like The Jazz yeah. is like, you shoot a three or you get free throws, but get those free throws. Yeah. No, that's definitely important. Also, do whatever they did today to get Mitchell going because that was awesome to see. Mitchell is is in store for a pretty special playoffs, I think. Yeah. Um, he had 45 today. Uh, was getting pretty much whatever he wanted. Was hitting awesome bombs. Was snaking his way into the paint and getting crafty finishes over guys like Zubac. Um, 
it was actually sick to watch. I just felt like he was by far the best player in this game. And like, obviously we just watch Kawhi do Kawhi things, but also, I don't know, if Mitchell keeps up the confidence and like the ball handling that he showed in this game, he could be the best player in the series. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's what, like, I messaged you earlier, I think. I said, uh, I think Mitchell's going to make the leap. Mitch- Mitchell's going to take the leap. And you said, well, what about I think he did last year. Which is fair. I kind of forgot about that. But I don't know. I didn't think that was going to happen ever again. But with this series, or at least this game one, I think this is something we could be in store for every offseason. Yeah. Um, actually, one other thing for the uh, for the Clippers. Sorry, uh, for the Jazz. Collapse on Kawhi when he gets inside, like, especially in that mid-range, because that's what killed the Mavs, like, really. I mean, obviously, Kawhi was just, he, he's programmed different. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> he, it was that mid-range shot that just absolutely killed them. You know, they run a pick and roll, he, he gets a switch onto a bigger guy. That's kind of where I'm scared for Rudy Gobert a little bit if he has to step out. Yeah. But he did all right today, actually, yeah. stepping out. I think he did, he, he was out on Paul George a lot of the time, and he, he made shots difficult for Yeah. For Paul. But, yeah. Get inside, mm. get in front of Kawhi when he's in that mid range shot, Definitely. and make and make the other guys beat you. Hopefully, Reggie Jackson doesn't continue yeah. uh, shooting the lights out. Yeah. All right. Uh, now, as for keys for the Clippers, uh, for me, it's just go at the guards. Like I expected mm. Donovan Mitchell to have a really big series. I think Jordan Clarkson is going to score a bit. I think uh, Joe Eagles is going to score a bit. Like this series is probably going to come down to whoever hits more threes, which is boring to watch. Oh my goodness! <laughs> the Jazz today were just they they were. At some point, they were 0 for 9 on 2s yeah. and 6 for 23 on 3s in the first half. They didn't hit a 2. The first the first 2 they hit was Joe Ingles accidentally having his foot inside the line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like or on the line. Like, that yeah. was the first 2 they hit. They didn't get any points in the paint in the first half. They turned it around the second half. But just they were just chucking 3s every single possession. Yeah. But the Clippers need to... Get their shooting in order, yep. uh, draw Gobert out, and then let Kawhi and Paul George kind of get inside and really attack. Yep. Um, I only watched a couple of possessions, but I did see them kind of collapse on Paul George a little bit when he drove inside. Kick out to shooters then. Yeah. If I don't know if Paul George really has that in his bag, if he has the playmaking in his bag, but I think he does. He, I think he had ten assists in Game Seven as well. I yeah. think he can find guys. Yeah. Just take advantage of the matchups against like Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles, and Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Um. For me, it's like. Utilize Kawhi in effective places because, as we talked about, there's no one on this team that can defend him. Yeah. Um. So get him spots in. Get him in good spots, obviously. Um. <clears throat> also, I think they need to get up into the guards, um, of the Jazz and make them uncomfortable pretty pretty early on. Yeah. Um. No Conley for game one. Um. That didn't seem to. That just put the ball in Mitchell's hands more, which was bad for the Clippers. Yeah. I don't know. At some point, I think we're going to see what we saw in the Mavs series, which was Kawhi going on Mitchell. Mm. Um, and I think if they want to end this series quickly, I think they should go to that pretty soon. Because yeah. I don't think I don't think Paul George can stay in front of Mitchell. I think Kawhi definitely can. Yeah. Um, and then if you know if that's what the, you're left with, you can put Paul George on Conley, and I think that's a plus matchup for the Clippers as well. I think so as well. And they can they can easily hide Reggie Jackson on Royce O'Neal. Yeah, will be their other stuff. But then you're scared of guys like Jordan Clarkson and Joe Eagles. Um, I mean, if those guys, but there's no way you could stop everything. Yeah, for me, if those guys beat you, that's a, that's the game plan. Right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think it's definitely make, make the most of their wing size on the, on the Jazz guards. Um. Bogey's interesting. Bogey, I don't think I respect Bogey enough. He puts up big points and he's a very good shooter. He does. Yeah. And he actually has a bit more off the dribble than I tend to give him credit for. So. 
I don't know. We'll see how that goes. But then again, you've still got Marcus Morris or Batum or other guys. Um, so, I don't know. I think they've got a lot of defensive weapons that they should definitely use. On the guards, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Outmatch, outsize the guards. Because with Conley and Mitchell not being effective playmakers, there's no one really else to get their own shot. Yeah. All right. Predictions. I, I've actually written this down. Yeah. I mean, it now. <laughs> I have in seven. Mm-hmm. I also have in seven. Yep. You can you can pick. <laughs> I don't know because mm, they both blew three one leads last year. That is true against the same to team. The same team. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Mitchell had a hell of a game and they won by three today. Yeah, but Kawhi- also they had such an awful first quarter. I thought if they didn't have such a terrible first quarter, they would have won this game by fifteen. Mm. Kawhi feel that game? Maybe I could definitely see that, but I could mm. also see Mitchell saying. Come on, bring it on. Let's go. I could see him putting up averaging 35 for the series. I mean, that's what he did last year as well. But exactly. Like, oh, but Kawhi lost series was just, oh. Clips. Clips in seven. I think ultimately I have Clips in seven. And that's respect for Kawhi right mm. now. That is, right now, he's the best player in the series. I don't feel good about that. I don't know if that holds up for the rest of the series. I could see any amount of games and either team winning. Yeah. The only outcome is the impossible that I don't see is the impossible one of Clips in four. I could see Clips in five. I legitimately could. No, I could... I could. Mm, I don't even know. I think this is bound for seven, honestly. I could see anything. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is... I don't know. Mitchell was so good, but they didn't have Kawhi on him. But also, they didn't shoot particularly well to start the game. Yeah, so m- There's so many like, this but was this, but ga- this, yeah. but that. Exactly. It's, game one was the perfect game, a perfect example of basketball as a game of runs. Yeah. Because the the Jazz started on a 10-2 run to start the game, then they went uh, cold, and then the Clippers took the lead, and then the Jazz caught up, and then the Clippers took the lead, and then the Jazz caught up, mm-hmm. and then the Jazz caught up a little bit more, and they took the lead, and then the Clips caught up, and that just happened the rest of the game. Yeah. Um, I think... I don't know. <laughs> I'm... I have in seven. That's my answer. Yeah. In seven, <laughs> it's a coin flip. Honestly, okay. I think I'll. I think I'll, right now I'll go Clippers. Okay, but I think I could very easily see the Jazz taking the series. Okay, all right. Let's get to the other series here, uh, with the Nuggets. Sorry, the Suns and the Nuggets. So, uh, I'll let you take it for the Suns first. Uh, for the Suns, they need to, they need to make, make sure Jokic is the only guy beating them. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Um, they definitely have the personnel to take MPJ out of this series. Or at least make it very, very difficult for him. Um, After game one, I'm not fully in agreement with you, but we'll, we'll talk about that. Did game one happen? Yeah. Yesterday. Oh, yeah. Who won that? The Suns. <laughs> That's right. I do remember that now. <laughs> Why did I not remember that? I don't know. Um, you watched it, didn't you? You watched the end of it. I watched the end of it. Did I watch the end of it? I think so. I watched some part of it. Anyway, what actually happened in that game? Oh, you watched part of uh, you watched part of it. The Nuggets and Suns were keeping it pretty close for a while. Oh, that's right. And then the Suns started hitting a bunch of threes. That's right. Their defense turned up, which is exactly what I was about to talk about. Their defense, the Suns' defense is really fucking good. And <laughs> <laughs> now that I remember that, the Suns' defense is really good. And when the Nuggets only have Jokic to play make to a certain extent, they don't have Murray or anything. No. Um, yeah. The Suns can really make it hard for the other guys. And as good as Jokic is, I don't think against Chris Paul, Booker, and Aiton, he's the one-man army that's going to win them a series. Right. So I think making... Yeah, definitely Ding up on the other guys, especially MPJ, because he can burst off for however much. Um, make sh- And 
making sure CP3 and Book get theirs is also important, especially in the mid-range, because they're going to run a lot of pick-and-rolls, uh, especially with Aiton. Yeah. Um, they're going to work Jokic a lot, and especially, and they're going to work the guards. And if those guards can't keep in front of CP and Book, they're going to get a lot of mid-range shots, which I think, and a lot of three-point shots as defenses collapse. Yeah. So, I think it's definitely defense and going at Jokic and getting the ball in the hands of their two best players, which seems pretty obvious, but I yeah. think it's going to get them. I'll bit. push back on some of that once we start talking about the Nuggets, but yep. for me, the the key for the Suns is. Just defend Jokic without fouling, which is what they did in game one. I, I think Aiton only had one foul. Questionable whether he Question should have had more. There was some, there was some calls. <laughs> or no calls, rather. There were some no calls where Jokic had zero free throws in the game. I'm not super happy about it. Mm. Honestly, this series is kind of giving me a little bit of flashback to last year against the Lakers in terms of some of the touch fouls right. getting called. Uh, I hope it evens out a little bit because I was not happy with how the game went in game one. Right. Um, obviously, it was the Suns just hitting their threes. Uh, that kind of put them away. But yeah, no. Six free throws to 18 is not something I'm particularly happy about when no. Jokic got pushed to the back and knocked over a few times and didn't get a single call. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Suns did what they were supposed to do. Right. They defended Jokic and they didn't foul. Um, I think they need to make Mike, Mike scared to shoot. I think after the first series, that's impossible. Oh, definitely. I don't think Mike. I don't think Mike will ever be scared to shoot. I he don't... was he was scared by Norman Powell in like game five. He only had three points. That's why his average was so low. Right. Okay. Interesting. He was scared to shoot by Norman Powell. I think now that he's overcome that, he's never going to be scared to shoot again. No, I'm surprised. Which was... I'm somewhat scared about, <laughs> but also somewhat like, yeah, it's Mike. It's Mike. You could give him a few chucks, a few <laughs> hail marys. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, just do that. Just do uh, that. Use <laughs> use Frank the Tank if you need to. I don't. I'm interested in why you say that. I don't think Frank the Tank is the answer. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, if Aiton gets into a bit of foul trouble, just, like... Oh, right, throw, throw, throw guys in. at Jokic, yeah. make it physical, make it hard. Yeah. And then, okay, not defend Jokic without fouling, defend Jokic with Aiton without fouling, let the other guys foul him. Yep, make it hard for him that way. Yeah, yep. that's definitely fair. Um, anything else on the Suns? We go to the Nuggets. Let's go to the Nuggets. Let's go to the Nuggets. Um, do you want to go first for the Nuggets? I will, yeah, so... What are your thoughts? Um... What you were saying before about making, like, taking Mike out of it, it's just not possible. He was just shooting over guys, which I've never seen him, like, properly do before. He was actually just shooting over Jay Crowder. Was he efficient? He hit, uh, at times, but he hit a couple <laughs> of them. He hit a couple of them. He hit a couple, okay. Like, the, the lid went on the basket for a little while for the Nuggets there, but, like, mm. when he was shooting over guys, I was like, that's actually, like, not a bad shot. Okay, that's interesting. So, I don't know if the Suns are going to be able to fully take Mike out of this series. I do think they're going to be able to take everyone else out of this series. Yeah. Um, but for the Nuggets, the the idea is just try to keep pace with Chris Paul, get under his skin with Vakuta Capazzo mm. and Austin Rivers, make Chris Paul and Devin Booker actually play defense when it comes to defending Monte Morris. They yeah. don't have to do a lot against Austin Rivers, Vakuta Capazzo. Austin Rivers will just fall over a few times uh, and they'll <laughs> be all right. But like, let Monte Morris attack, make them work a little bit with him. I do think we should see some JaVale McGee. I do think the Nuggets need to play a bit physical, especially if Aiton starts getting really physical. I could see a McGee-Jokic 4-5 at times if they really, really need. Interesting. Um, and yeah, just like kind of make Chris Paul kind of completely run the offense, but throw your guard defenders at him. Right. I mean, yeah, I'm... Because, yeah, you're right. They don't have to do a lot of work against certain guys. No. Um, even though Capazzo had a good game. He, he um, did. At, yeah. Well, at least he shot well. Um, 
Yeah, so you've got to make them work because if they're coasting on one end and have full energy to go on the other end... At any point, they could just rattle off a few threes. Exactly, uh, which is exactly what happened in game one. Like, towards the end of the stretch of the third quarter, yep. they just railed off a bunch of threes. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, it's... I think Jokic generally and pretty much at all times has the mismatch, even against Aiden. Like, we talked... Mm. Aiden defended well. Aiden played really well. Uh, whether or not he fouled... A couple Debatable, times, but probably. Like, he, he got his points and he got rebounds. He actually out-rebounded Jokic. Yeah, but I think, especially when uh, the Suns go to their bench and they don't have a traditional big, I think that's when they definitely need Jokic to be yeah. aggressive. Um, I think that's where he'll get his fouls, and I think that's just generally where he'll get a lot of his points. And um, as soon as... And, like, if the Suns are smart, they'll double him off when they go to their bench and throw an extra guy at him, and that's when the playmaking comes, and that's when they need to get shots made. That's actually the opposite of what the Suns and actually um, the Blazers were doing. They would never double Jokic because they were so scared of the playmaking. And, and that's actually been really effective. That was really effective for the Blazers. Okay. That was really effective for the Suns. Like, Jokic had a couple of games where he just wasn't putting up assists. I think he only had three last game. Um, it's because they're playing face-up defense with him. They're just, right, they're like, just... saying, Aiton, be physical and then make if Jokic. He scores, he scores. Make Jokic score on him, which he wasn't as aggressive as he should have right. been in game one. But also, the other guys just weren't hitting shots. Yeah. Um, well, if they're not going to do that, then yeah, definitely take advantage of the size advantage um, once the Suns go smaller. Um, now, you're right that, like, actually, so you you were saying Jay defended Mike? For times, yeah, for times. at points. I mean, sometimes they had Chris Paul uh, defend Mike, which was well, bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they also, actually, one other thing, they had Mike defend Chris Paul, which actually worked really well for the Nuggets. Yeah, that'll be interesting to watch. I remember you telling me about that. If... if Mike can be mobile and hang with Chris Paul out on the perimeter. That's a lot of... Chris Paul kept going for the switch, trying to get Mike onto him. And I'm not sure if he scored on him. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, I think there are situations where Mike can be effective against the perimeter defenders. Um, and if he was shooting over the top of guys, that's kind of what I have here. They need to get Mike perimeter shots when Jay Crowder's on him. Yeah. And um, Cameron Johnson, stuff like that. Because he can sort of outmaneuver guys and he can shoot over the top of them. But... I think when Mikhail's on him, that's not as effective, especially trying to shoot over Mikhail. Like mm. He's got the longest wingspan ever. Um, I think get him in post-up situations where he's he's all right in post-ups, right? He's okay. I think you can get him in, or at least action going towards the rim. Yeah. Because uh, he's way more, he's way bigger than Mikhail. Yeah. When, uh, when he's got Mikhail on him, I think you want to get Jokic in the playmaking role again. And yeah. Like, let Jokic into the post and have Michael cut. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's the way to go to get there. Just get their offense going, because um, it's going to be a tough defense that they need to go up against. Yeah. Um, so they need to make sure that they can keep up with the Suns offensively. Yeah. Uh, one other thing as well was Aaron Gordon was defending Devin Booker. He was the only mm. effective guy that defended Devin Booker. Austin Rivers got cooked. We saw that with Dame, too, in the first mm-hmm. round. So maybe Gordon is their Kawhi breaking case of emergency yeah. um, defender. Yeah. Which will be interesting, because there's two guys for the for the Suns. Mm, I'm not too scared about Chris Paul hitting 100 shots, though. That is true. Uh, he won't be the shot maker that Booker is, but he can still be as lethal. Yeah. Alright, uh, predictions. I've got the Suns in six. Yeah. Yeah. My head says Suns in six, my heart says Nuggets in seven, so I'm sticking with my heart on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got I've to back my team. Yep, but yeah, no, I would not be surprised if the Suns won this in six, maybe possibly five. Yeah, I mean... I think the Suns, this Suns team has a really good chance of getting out of the West. Yeah. They're, they're good. They're de- they're defensively so good. They hit shots. They've, they've got, got a, a good matchup. They've got a <laughs> lot of 
a lot of guys that can hit shots but also get their own shot. Mm. Especially if Cameron Payne's going to keep this up. Yeah, and, Cameron Payne is scary. And Cameron Johnson. Um, there's just a lot of good good players. <laughs> like, yeah. They're deep too. I mean, yeah, this is a scary team. The it, Nuggets got away with only having two scorers against the Blazers' defense. They're not right. going to be able to get away with it uh, against the Suns' defense. They need Jamal Murray. Like, either Jamal Murray or they need Monte Morris to average 25, which he's just not going to do. Yeah. If... If Morris gives you fifteen or close to twenty, I'd be I'd be happy with like eighteen. But it, and I think that's very good for the Nuggets. I just don't see it. Yeah. I don't see it being likely with Chris Paul on him. Yeah, I don't see I don't see Gordon being a guy that suddenly comes alive offensively. He was good for them offensively, mm, yeah. but yeah, no, he's just none of these guys are like volume scorers. You're right. not going to get anyone right. who's going to give you that twenty that Jamal would have. Yeah. Um. Any so yeah. any word on Barton so far? Uh, we could be seeing him return the series. I. You know, I I'm hopeful that that has an impact, but I doubt it's yeah. going to do a whole lot. Like he's just another kind of larger guard to throw at Devin Booker because he's a volume shots guy. Yeah, he I takes a lot of shots. I don't know if he's a volume. I don't know if he scorer. makes them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean, shots are important in this series anyway. So yeah, I mean, Barton Dozier being there, I'd be like, sem- I'd be more confident in Nuggets in seven pick. But without yeah. them, and obviously without Jamal, yeah, I just it's, it's tough. tough. It is tough. I'm excited to see. I'm excited. This might be my favorite second round series. Like obviously, based on how the Nets box has gone so yeah. far, Bucks need to change a lot. Do of a things. lot of stuff. Change some things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, two more in Milwaukee to come. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this uh, this could be a really fun one, especially if Jokic is going to put up. 30, 15, 10, or whatever. But he didn't in game one. Yeah, but that's game one. You know, I don't know if we could take a lot of game ones a lot of the time. True. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that's about it for our Western Conference recap preview. Uh, I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. Trust me. You... It could be a lot worse. <laughs> it could be a lot worse. We could have got swept in the first round. Take it from me. The the only team that got swept only in the first team, round yeah. of the entire playoffs. That could be that could have been you. Mm. Instead, it I do be. take some solace in the fact that if the Nuggets do lose the series, we're going to be seeing maybe like a Suns Jazz conference finals, mm. which sounds like kind of fun. It does sound kind of fun, doesn't yeah. it? Even I don't know. I'm not mad at the Suns Clippers. Yeah, I'm not completely mad at it. Having like no emotional stake in the playoffs will be like nice for a little. It bit, will maybe. be. It'll be sort of relieving in a way, it especially is. after both of us had a pretty long off, uh, pretty long postseason last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, as soon as I was lost to the uh, conference finals, I was like, all right, I'm a Heat fan now. I need to be emotionally invested into this. Yeah, and then I just, I, I need some like time off. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm excited for the time <laughs> off. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, <laughs> although I don't know, I've still got the Suns in this. They're my, yeah. Who's your adopted team? Well, your team still isn't. My yeah. adopted team is the Suns right now. So. I don't have an adopted team outside of the Nuggets, so yeah. once the Nuggets are out, I'm, I'm okay. out. Okay, um, good. Yeah, I'm not like I'm not super rooting hey. for any of these other teams. Not over till it's over. Not over till it's over. Yeah. It's a long series. <laughs> All right. Um, if you're doing this episode, please leave us a like on YouTube. Check that on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us a five star rating review. You. you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at StatStuffers. You can follow us on Instagram at Stat underscore Stuffers. You can email us at StatStuffers5 at gmail.com. Other than that, thanks for listening. Peace.